Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. It is an open line show today. Dr. David Hilden. Good morning to you, doctor. Good morning, Daddy. Beautiful day. Oh, isn't it beautiful out? The whole weekend's just been gorgeous. And you've been out paddleboarding. I've been out paddleboarding. We, paddleboarding. Were, we were talking before we went on the air. I was out on uh, on the Minneapolis chain of lakes yesterday. I had I had purchased a paddleboard for my wife for our anniversary a couple months ago, and she's been chomping at the bit. She likes it. And so fun, we took it, it out for the first time, and I rented one. And Oh, it was gorgeous. A lot of folks, though. It was crowded. It was crowded. Minneapolis people... I can tell you, we get out there. You get one nice day, and it's like ninety percent of the populace is out on on the Calhoun and Isles, or I should say, Makaska is going to be the new name for Calhoun Makaska. Anyway, I was out there. You could see the fish um, just on Lake of the Isles, and it was like glass. The water was wow. so um, calm, and you could just see sunny little sunfish. Well, I bet they'll be out there again today. Oh, yeah. the oh, people! Just be so happy Mother's Day to yes. everybody. Um, everybody call your mom. Alex, call your mother. That's my son. <laughs> and, and if you've lost your mother, where thoughts are with you, um, you know, a lot of people have told me, you know, Mother's Day is hard for me because yeah, I lost my mother. My, my good friend Michelle lost her mother. My own mother-in-law, um, we've, we've lost a couple years ago. And so if you've lost your mother, um, uh, happy Mother's Day to you and our thoughts are with you. And if you are a mom, thanks for everything. Yes. Thanks, mom. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, this, as I said, is an open line show today, and if you're new to the show, what that means is you can ask Dr. Hilden your general health question. We're not going to talk about any particular topic today. So uh, 651-989-9226, you can uh, call it in or text it in. Uh, the text number is 81807. We're getting both calls and the text message is 81807. How about tweets? Did and you, you can tweet too? me at Dr. David Hilden. You can, um, I will try to get to those questions on the air as well. For those of you who are connected to social media, as we line up some phone calls here, I will uh, remind you about MyHealthyMatters.org, which is the blog. I have two new posts to share with you. The One of them I'll put up later today about dermatology. If you were texting into the show two weeks ago, um, I think it was two weeks ago. Yes. Yeah, when we did dermatology. Yes. We had way too many texts. So what I did is I sent all the text messages to our two guests, the dermatologists, Dr. Lou and Dr. Luxembourg, and they were so good as to answer them. Uh, they got back to me by email. And so I've done a blog post. That'll be up later today. Um, but uh, one I did this past week is generating a little bit of interest. I, I do a little bit of writing on the side, and many of the listeners know I've been to Israel and Palestine a few times. And so I did, a, I did an essay about a trip I had in the old city of Jerusalem mm-hmm. um, walking around. It was a poignant moment for me. And so I talked about uh, my experience with, uh, in Jerusalem. And it was published online at a, from a, a journal out of Columbia University. And so I have, I have put it on my blog post. So if you want to go to myhealthymatters.org, and just the latest post is, a, is my essay. It's called, Don't Worry, At Least We Will Die Together. Now, that's an interesting post, huh? Don't worry, at least we'll die together. That's the name of my essay. So you might want to go to myhealthymatters.org and check it out. All right, shall we go to the lines? Let's do that. 651-989-9226. It's an open line show. 
You know, we tend to get busy when we open up the lines. So if you uh, want to call it in or text it in, the text number is 81807. Bill is first up here on the phone. Bill, what's your question for the doctor? Good morning, Denny, Dr. Hilgman. Um I just recently uh, got a kind of a knot in my tendon in my thumb. I did some research online, and it looks like it might be trigger thumb. Uh, what will cause that? And what's my best, is there any type of home treatment, uh, any cure for it? Yeah, good questions, Bill. So the, um, it started out as trigger finger because if you can imagine your, um, when you're pulling uh, the trigger on a firearm, you squeeze the trigger and it's often in that finger. But it can literally be in any of the fingers, including your thumb. So it, it, your, your fingers have to go through the tendons of your fingers, I should say, have to go through a sheath. And that it lubricates it, and it's sort of like a system of of um, not pulleys. There's no pulleys, but you know the the bands of your tendons pull your fingers to allow them to bend, and they can get all knotted up in there. Um, home remedies, it sometimes just goes away, and so just keep moving your finger and making sure that you stretch it out. In other words, straighten your thumb. Um, and then bend it and the like. You, uh, there's not many topical things you can do, but if you're just having a little discomfort and inflammation and stiffness, you might try some Ad, Advil or Motrin, or, um, things like that, Aleve. They might help. But ultimately, you need a hand surgeon, Bill. They can easily take care of this. It's not cancer. It's not a long-term problem, but it can actually lead to some disability in your fingers if you can't use your finger very well. And they can release that tendon through a very minor procedure. So if it doesn't get better, um, call an orthopedic surgeon. I would get somebody who deals with hands. That's the other thing. You don't want somebody who's doing knee replacements all week long and then sticks your finger into their schedule one day. Get a hand surgeon. At Hennepin County Medical Center where I work, we have one of the best in town, Jackie Geisler. Uh, she is fantastic, G-E-I-S-S-L-E-R. She's a hand surgeon, and you can you can get her at hcmc.org. Otherwise, go to whatever system you go to. You're out there in Henriette. There's got to be a, a system that you, that, you, um, that you go to and ask to see an orthopedic surgeon. All right. Uh, text number is 81807, 81807. You want to pick up on well, a Let's pick of up a bunch of those because they tend to pile up, yes. don't they, Denny? Here's one that says... Uh, this is from Bill in Bloomington. He was first in this morning. He said, what is peripheral neuropathy? Do bad shoes cause it? Or should I see a neurologist? And then he says, great show. Thanks, Bill. Um, a neurologist is the specialist to see if you're not getting anywhere. So I'll answer the last part of your question first. Yeah, a neurologist is the one you want because they specialize in nerve pain. <laughs> peripheral neuropathy is a generic term for a, a uh, a problem that is peripheral, which means your peripheral nervous system is not your central nervous system. It's not your brain or your spinal cord. It is the nerves that leave your spinal cord are getting all whacked out on you. Most common causes of an, an neuropathy simply means nerve. Opathy means something's wrong. So something's wrong with your nerve. Diabetes would be a, one of the top causes. Maybe it's the top cause. And that is when it's both legs. It's almost always the legs and feet first. But there can be other nutritional problems, B12 deficiency, HIV, diabetes, all those kinds of things. If it's not a metabolic problem like that, Bill, it could, it could well be um, uh, something mechanical. Yes, it could be your shoes, um, uh, although shoes don't usually damage the nerves so much as other mechanical problems. Um, uh, the bones and the muscles and the and the like, but it, yeah, it could be your shoes, it could be your spine, it could be your posture, it could be um, a pinched nerve in your spine could be doing it. All of those things. 
So I think if you're having numbness or tingling in your feet and um, make sure you're, uh, you've got you've been checked for diabetes, and then yes, go see a neurologist. All right, uh, let's grab another uh, text or two before we take a quick break, okay. and then we'll go back to the phones. Can we get how can we get safer acid reflux meds on the market? Have been on either Nexium or Meprazole for eight years, and now I'm very concerned. Thanks. So I'm not sure I agree with the premise of this texter. I think those are very safe. Uh, Nexium and Omeprazole, which are uh, Nexium is the next generation of Omeprazole. It's it's almost the same thing. They are safe. They it's not that they don't have some problems. Um, they do they do you know cause some absorption problems in your in your intestinal system, and they can lead to some diarrheal illnesses and. And, and, and so, yes, that's true. Um, but but they're, as medications go, even the FDA made them over-the-counter. That's how safe they are. They are pretty safe. If you don't need them, don't take them. If you don't have a, a reflux problem, then why are you taking a medicine at all? But if you really do have a reflux problem, that can lead to long-term problems in your esophagus, and the medications are probably um, not so unsafe. All right, very good. Uh, Pete in Otsego has been waiting on the phone. Go ahead, Pete. Yes, good morning. Uh, I have arthritis in my wrist. Uh, my general practitioner told me that the wrist was surgery. Uh, you could wind up where you'd lose a lot of dexterity. You might be better off just suffering with it. What do you What do you think about wrist surgery? Yeah, good questions because the wrist has uh, – oh, med school, don't fail me now. It's something <laughs> like uh, eight bones in it, and not, not, that's just the wrist. You know, you've got your so your wrist is made up of your ulna and your radius. That's your forearm. The eight bones of your wrist itself, and then all your finger bones. And so there's a zillion bones and joints in there. There's more joints in your wrist joint than you know what to do with, because a joint is any two bones that come together, and there are a lot. Um, and so surgeries aren't all that simple. It's not like the knee or the or the hip, which are bigger joints but less complex than your wrists. And so um, surgery of your wrist isn't always the best thing going, so you don't see it as often. If it's intolerable, then, of course, I would do the surgery. But I tend to agree with your your primary care doctor that um, try everything else first. Try um, medications. Try acupuncture. Try physical therapists. Um, uh, Go to an occupational therapist. They're great with hands. Try steroid injections. Have your orthopedist um, inject some steroids into your wrist. That's a better idea. All those are probably better. Maybe wrist braces at night to prevent um, pinched nerves and things like that. So I agree. Um, wrist surgery isn't the thing you go to first. It would be the thing you do um, after you've tried these other things. All right. Before we break, uh, maybe we could chat about uh, some things yeah, we coming got, up. We do. Thanks, Danny. We have some events coming up. Here's a really fun new one. The Hennepin Health Foundation is the... Um, philanthropic arm of Hennepin County Medical Center. We're doing a new event. It's called Rosé All Day. Mm. I don't know who invented that day, but it's kind of a fun. It's um, it's sponsored by, but not limited to young professionals, and so it's ultra hip. It's at the Union um, Restaurant's rooftop in downtown Minneapolis. It's a benefit to to uh, benefit HCMC's emergency clothes closet. The event is Saturday, June 3rd from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., again, on the rooftop of Union Restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. The ticket price includes a three-hour brunch buffet, live music by Minneapolis band Nuki Jones. They're good. They're, uh, they're really good. A complimentary cocktail and a $30 donation to the emergency clothes closet. It's open to the public. Meet some other um, people. Um, do, do a good cause on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, June 3rd. It's called um, Rosé All Day. 
To get uh, register, go to Union Minneapolis, U-N-I-O-N-M-P-L-S dot com slash rosé all day. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. It's an open line show today. That means you drive the show, your phone calls and text messages and tweets for Dr. David Hilden. And uh, should we get back to the phones? Let's do that. Let's see who has been waiting. It would be Bill in Minneapolis. Go ahead, Bill. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, uh, say I had this new old report out on ibuprofen and Advil, you know, saying that if you take it a lot and, uh, and often, well, you get a big chance of getting heart trouble. <laughs> yeah. You normally they say you can take 4,000 milligrams a day of that stuff. What's What's your take? Yeah. Um, first of all, if 4,000 milligrams a day is the maximum dose of Tylenol or acetaminophen, and, and that's a lot. Um, for, for ibuprofen, um, which is Advil, or it's, um, that's probably too much, so maybe like 2,400. Yeah, you're right, Bill, that um, there, there is a connection with too much NSAIDs. That's what this class of medications is called, Advil, Motrin, Aleve, those, those medications. Ibuprofen's the biggie. Uh, uh, it's not great for people with heart failure. If you already have heart failure, you should maybe not – you should think twice about it. It's not great for people with kidney failure because these medications, even though they're over-the-counter, you can buy them down at the drugstore, uh, they do have some side effects. In smaller doses, um, for people without big heart problems, that's a pretty minor risk though. And so uh, they're generally quite safe medications. They don't – they're not going to – if you're a healthy guy with a healthy heart and you take some ibuprofen – you know, for your knee pain or something like that. Even if you did it every day, you took a couple of ibuprofen every day, it's probably going to be okay. On the other hand, if you're taking any of these over-the-counter medications every day and you're taking six or eight or ten tablets a day, that's a sign that something's wrong and, and, and we need to do more looking at it. So my first suggestion is if you're taking up, you know, a lot of over-the-counter pain med- remedies – Go to your doctor and try to find a different solution. But in the short term, it's okay to do that. And in the long term, it's probably okay as well um, if you don't have heart problems. All right. Thank you, Bill. Let's go to Ann, who's calling from Blaine. Ann, you're on with Dr. Hilden. Hi, doctor. Hey, Ann. Yes. um, I have been diagnosed with lupus of the blood. And uh, two years ago, I had a pulmonary embolism. I have blood clots in my lower legs. Um, I was on Xarelto, uh-huh. and uh, then they put me on Coumadin, and now I'm not on any blood thinners. I've seen a hematologist at Humphrey Cancer Center by North Memorial, and uh, I don't know where to go from here. Do I go down to Mayo, or what do I do? No, to the last answer. You're, you know, um, people have the impression that you sometimes have to go to Rochester for yeah. things. No, your doctors at North are great ones. Um, but the question I have for you, Land, is, uh, Anne, is a couple things. Lupus of the blood is an unusual term to me. Lupus is an autoimmune disease of which there are some blood manifestations. But that's uh, – I'm not exactly sure what that is. But what you did have was blood clots in your veins of your legs. That is a common thing for a lot of people. But people with lupus can have a um, – can have a blood clot problem. And maybe what you had in this lupus of the blood thing is what's called a lupus anticoagulant problem. People with these blood abnormalities are at higher risk of blood clots. And um, if once you've had a blood clot in your leg, we usually treat it for three months, sometimes as long as six months. And then, then the jury is out on to how long you need to do it after that. 
Some people say you need to do it forever. Blood thinning is what I mean. And some people say you can just stop. Generally, we look at how serious was the blood clot that you had, how um, uh, how likely is it that you're going to have another blood clot, and then we make decisions on long-term anticoagulation based on that. Blood thinning is not a benign process. Um, thinning your blood uh, with medications like Xarelto or Pradexa or Coumadin are, can be very, very important and, in fact, life-saving for some people with blood clots or, and they can be really good for people with things like atrial fibrillation, but they don't come without risks. And the risk of bleeding um, sometimes is worse than the risk of another blood clot. And so that's probably what the the decision process of your doctors are. Um, I would go back to, you know, I would just follow up with your hematologist over at North. Um, They're great doctors over there as well. If you want a second opinion, there are fantastic doctors all over the metro area and indeed down in Rochester at Mayo. Um, They have great doctors too. But what you have is not an unusual thing. Mayo really, really shines um, at things that only they see, but your doctors up here at North um, have seen this a lot. And so uh, I think um, my, my, I could reassure you that you sounds like you're getting pretty darn good care from your North doctors. Okay. Let's see who's next. Chris is calling from Monticello. Chris, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning, doctor. Hi. Hi. Say, I have arthritis of the shoulder that has turned into frozen shoulder. And uh, I just keep getting uh, steroid injections. I've been taking anti-inflammatory medicines and my range of motion. I don't have no range of motion. Yeah. And, uh, and and it hurts. And I was just wondering what, what more can I do? And is the pain going to go away? And am I going to get more range of motion? Right, Chris. You have a bummer situation. Sorry about that. Because what happens is when you when a shoulder gets injured or it's got arthritis like you have, um, a frozen shoulder is simply when for other listeners you can't move your shoulder. It's it's like it's frozen in position and it hurts to move it and it's stiff and it literally hurts. Um, the best this is a cliche, but the best way to avoid a or to treat a frozen shoulder is to not get it in the first place. This is the prevention thing. So if anybody out there, if you've injured your shoulder, if you have arthritis of your shoulder, um, we do encourage you to move it, move it, move it. Range of motion. Go through range of motion exercises. But sometimes, as Chris found out, that doesn't help. And your shoulder gets um, so stiff that they have to be injected. And I would start to see some other types of practitioners. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once you've had a lot of shoulder injections, maybe it's time to start looking at acupuncture. Maybe it's a, for sure a physical therapist or a massage therapist or somebody um, who can uh, perhaps even like things like yoga and stretching, somebody, uh, you know, a personal trainer even, somebody who can help you in a structured and rather aggressive way to um, over the next many, many, many months. To, to loosen that shoulder up. Um, and then you might need a, a, a surgeon um, eventually. They can go in there and clean up the scarring that's going on in there and try to wash it out. But I certainly wouldn't go to a surgery yet. But um, the injections are reasonable. Uh, Advil's reasonable, but I think you've done those. Now it's time to start going to um, these other kind of practitioners. We have a little less than a minute for this segment, uh, Dr. Hilden, but uh, reminding our listeners, there's another half hour of the show to go. So if you miss getting in either by phone or by text, you'll have time. 651-989-9226. We can line up some more calls. Or again, uh, you can send a text message, if you like, at 81807. Hey, for folks that want to follow you. Yeah, follow me on the blog, folks. It's myhealthymatters.org. There's all kinds of posts, things to read, links, podcasts of previous shows. 
and most recently my essay, which was published out of a journal at Columbia University called uh, Don't Worry, Doctor, At Least We'll Die Together. Check it out at myhealthymatters.org. Very good. Fair skies in the Twin Cities are temperature reading 58 on Mother's Day, going for a high near 82 degrees today. Stay with us on CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. It's an open line show today. That means your general health questions for Dr. David Hilden, uh, either by phone or by text, or as Dr. Hilden will say, by tweet as well. We have an open line if you want to fill it, 651-989-9226. Or send a text. We have so many of those, 81807. You want to grab Indeed, a Indeed, we do. I will get to some text messages while more people um, call us on the phones. A little bit of housekeeping business. First of all, happy Mother's Day to everybody, Um, and I hope you have a good day wherever you might be listening, whether that's up here in the upper Midwest or in California or in uh, an island off of Mexico or wherever you might be listening. Um, So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and to all of those of you who have a mom which would be like kind of everybody, whether your mom is still with you or not. So happy Mother's Day to everybody. A second bit of housekeeping, June 3rd, the Rosé All Day fundraising event. It's a fun event um, benefiting the emergency clothing closet at Hennepin County Medical Center. It's on June 3rd from 11 to 2 p.m. at the Union Restaurant. There'll be cocktails that you get for nothing as part of going it's part of your ticket price. There will be a donation given to the closing closet. There's a brunch and there's live music by Nuki Jones. If you're going to the Basilica Block Party this year, they're on the schedule for that. That's how big this band is. They're really good. Um, it's June 3rd, and you can get uh, more information at Union Minneapolis, U-N-I-O-N-M-P-L-S dot com slash rosé all day. I'm going to be there. That'll be fun. You should come out. It's on the rooftop, and I've always wanted to go to that rooftop of that restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. That's the one that has a glass top to it. Like it's a fun a I've been there. Have you been there? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a fun place, especially a, in this time of year. It's a perfect thing. And then lastly, go to the, my blog, if you would, myhealthymatters.org. Um, it, subscribe by email. Check out the latest postings. Look for one about dermatology to answer your questions about dermatology, particularly if you texted in a question at a show a couple of weeks ago. We're going to answer it on the blog later today or tomorrow. That's myhealthymatters.org, and be sure to check out my post from last week, um, which is a, 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 an experience I had while in Israel, um, in the grand city of Jerusalem. So you might want to check that out. It's called Don't Worry, At Least We'll Die Together. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to myhealthymatters.org and read my essay if you wish. Okay, here's some text messages. Um, it says, good morning. On February 23rd, I had a total knee replacement. Six weeks later, a blood clot was found. I'm, I'm seeing an INR clinic for my DVT, and I take warfarin to get rid of the clot. My question is, I have ankle and foot swelling that still have not diminished. How long can I expect to have the swelling? Uh, yeah, you can, first of all, blood clots after uh, orthopedic surgery are relatively common. We do our best to prevent them. But if you get one, you're on blood thinners at least three or six months. And that's not really your question. Your question is, how long will the swelling last? Well, the clots can take weeks and weeks to go away. They don't just dissolve instantly because basically blood thinners don't dissolve clots that already exist. All they do is make your blood thin so that the clots get better. I mean, don't get worse. You have a blood clot in your leg, your body will take care of it over the coming weeks. And we thin your blood to help the process along, but it doesn't bust up the clot itself. So the swelling might be around for many weeks 
to come. However, if you're getting worse pain, if your leg's getting red or the swelling's getting worse, um, then you should go in and, and have that looked at because your clot could be getting worse. And certainly if you have people with blood clots in your legs, we're not so worried about your legs. We're worried about your lungs. So if you have um, a sudden shortness of breath or pain in your chest, um, you should for sure go in and be seen. Here's another text question from the 763 area code that says, any non-surgical treatments for carpal tunnel? Hmm. There are. You can get these neutral position wrist braces. They're just, you get them at the drugstore at Target and, and uh, you Velcro them on. You just, it's a Velcro wrist brace and it keeps your hand in a straight alignment. You primarily wear them at night. Because you're, you, you don't want your wrist getting all bent all out of shape at night. And so you wear these things. You can wear them 24 hours a day if you can. That's the best. But at least wear them at night. And that can sometimes help a little bit. Um, surgery is not the first line treatment for carpal tunnel. I would encourage you to try the wrist braces first. Um, here's one that says gastroparesis. Talk about it, please. Gastroparesis is a slowing of the transit time through your stomach. It's very co- not. I was going to say it's not very common, but it's more common in people with diabetes just like there's nerves that control everything in your body. Well, there's nerves that control your stomach, and you just don't have any voluntary control over them. But if they're getting kind of wacky, particularly with people with diabetes, um, the transit time through your stomach can be slow. There's not a cure for that, but there are some medications to help it along. So if you have gastroparesis, see your diabetes doctor, perhaps a gastroenterologist. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Gloria is calling from uh, Spicer with a question. Go ahead, Gloria. Yeah, good morning. Um, almost three weeks ago, um, I had a vaccination for pneumonia in my left arm, and uh, that was on a Wednesday. And by Wednesday afternoon, it started to ache, which I thought was, yeah, I had a vaccination. That's okay. By Wednesday night, it was like someone was pounding on my shoulder with a hammer. And by Thursday, I couldn't maneuver my arm enough to even get myself dressed. Is this a normal reaction to a vaccination? No, <laughs> that is not. Um, um, I would, uh, Gloria, have you had anybody look at that? Have you been back in to have it looked at? No, I haven't. Well, my sister told me hers got sore when she had hers, and it would subside. And yeah. um, it's still sore today when I move in certain directions. It's just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. My guess is that over the next couple of days, it will get better. So when I say, no, it's not normal, that what you're having is distinctly outside the norm to have um, more severe local symptoms. That's what you're having, I believe, is a, is a local reaction. It doesn't mean you're allergic to it. It just means that somebody stuck a needle in your arm and your body doesn't like it. And so you get local inflammation. The muscles probably tense up. You get swelling in there. And um and that what might take a few days to get better. Um, it is not normal to have it be so debilitating that you can barely use your arm again. It's quite normal to have soreness at the arm for a day or two or even three. Um, keep moving your arm. I would suggest that. Move your shoulder. You know, um, gently um, stretch. A, take your arm and stretch it across your chest. You know, take your your one hand and stretch your arm across your chest and and, pre, and stretch it with the other hand. Um, raise it above your head. Do gentle arm circle motions to keep things moving. If it doesn't get better I, early this week, you could go have it be seen. But I think it is going to get better. You're, I think you're an outlier of, of the norm, but it's probably still going to just get better. Um, it is not um, – you're not getting pneumonia. You're not getting any kind of severe reactions to the vaccine itself. I think you're having a reaction to the process of getting a vaccine. That's the needle being injected. 
Wow. Sorry about that, Gloria. That sounds like a bummer. I guess. Doesn't it? I'm yeah. sorry that you're experiencing that, but I think it's going to get better. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Bob is calling from Aiken, Minnesota. Go ahead, Bob. Yes, uh, my wife has a continual drainage from her uh, sinus and nose down into her mouth, and uh, we've got her on um, the um, fexofenadine, and uh, in the morning, it's 180, 24-hour, 180 milligram, 24-hour, and then the prescription that's in. Oh, I think we lost Bob. Bob's talking about... um... She's got some nasal – he's talking about his wife um, right. who has nasal drainage, and we didn't get the end of the question. But the fexofenadine you're taking or she's taking, Bob, is the generic version of Allegra, and it's an antihistamine. I think that's a good route to go for people who have kind of chronic nasal drip and sinus things. It could well be um, allergies. If it doesn't get better, I would see an allergist like Dr. Sweet at HCMC. Um, I, I would uh, – um, if this is going on for weeks and weeks and weeks and you're still having nasal drip because a cold or sinus, chronic sinusitis can be viral in nature. A cold is viral in nature, but some of these can be allergic in nature as well. Um, and I would continue to take the fexofenadine every single day um, for a few weeks and see if it gets better. I would encourage you to try the neti pot, N-E-T-I, otherwise known as sort of a sinus cleanse. Just go to Google and um, and do the search term sinus irrigation or sinus cleanse. That's a very good thing for her to do when you have post-nasal drip. And I'm sorry we didn't get the rest of your message, but I think we've been... The cell dropped You're not there, are you, yeah. Bob? Let's see. Is he, are you there, Bob? Yes, I am. Oh, you're oh, back. Yes, you're back. back. You're back. Okay, okay so I, I don't know if you heard what I said, but... Um, yes, I heard it. Okay. How, what, else, what else is on your mind with her? Anything? Uh, yeah, I Patrick PM, which she's also prescribed, and then uh, the fluta. Fluticasone, yeah. See, that's a nasal steroid. So she's getting kind of the -the over-the-counter and first-line allergy treatments. I would do the sinus irrigation, Bob. I would get a neti pot. That's N-E-T-I. And you can get one down at the drugstore for 12 bucks. And you put a little lukewarm water in there. It's supposed to be distilled water or boiled water, but I know a lot of people don't do that. But just put lukewarm water and salt in there. And you stick it in your nose, lean over the sink, tilt your head back, and let it come out the one in one nostril and out the other. Do it twice a day, and that's a really good, effective way. And it doesn't involve medications. It doesn't have side effects. And, and it just it's like a radiator flush. It's just yeah. cleaning the, the works out. I'd, I'd encourage her to try that. All right, we have to head for a quick break here. We have more show to come, though. It's 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. A few clouds on this Mother's Day, 61 degrees here in the Twin Cities, going for 82. Stay tuned to CCO. And welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. It's an open line show today. I want to remind our listeners, Dr. Hilden, uh, what's coming on uh, next week. Oh, thanks, Danny. We're going to do an Ask the Pharmacist show. These are some of our most popular shows we do. Uh, We do it usually once a year where I get one of my uh, pharmacy colleagues uh, to come in here, uh, usually one or two of them, and just to answer your questions about your medications. Um, and uh, some of our most popular shows. So if you have a question about your medication specifically, we'll handle those next week. It's sort of like an open line show with a pharmacist. With a pharmacist. That's great. Hey, can I get a couple of texts? Here's one that says, uh, I have been attacked by gnats. That reminds me, I was walking around Lake Harriet with my wife a couple nights ago, and I swear we went through this swarm Swarm, of gnats that I couldn't see through. It was so it was unbelievable. So I can relate, Texter. I have been attacked by gnats. The bites start with a small red blood spot under the skin, then it randomly flares up, swells, reddens, and itches. 
Then it subsides for a bit and flares up again. Each day more appear, and I can't get relief from hydrocortisone, ice packs, and other topical treatments. What should I do? So you're just having little local reactions. Again, um, your body doesn't like the insult of being bit, and your skin doesn't like it, and the little gnat saliva or whatever. It doesn't mean you're having an infection or anything, but it's inflammatory. So I would take some um, uh, hydrocortisone cream, which you've tried, uh, maybe take a Benadryl, which is a diphenhydramine, an antihistamine for itchiness, and um, lotions and things like that. Um, you might try some um, bug repellent next time you're out so you can avoid them. They should get better after a few days. If the hydrocortisone doesn't work, you can get a stronger prescription strength, but you have to go to your doctor for that or a dermatologist. Uh, hydrocortisone is very weak, the stuff you can buy at the stores. But there's always a more potent version. Anything you can buy at the store, we always have a more potent version in front, You know, if you have a prescription pad. So that's what I would try next if the over-the-counter stuff isn't working. Um, here's one that says, I have hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. I am 60 years old. Discovered it last summer. The doctor put me on metoprolol and it helps. But I still have fatigue that limits my previous level of exercise. Should I expect the medication to return me to my pre-hypertrophic cardiomyopathy symptom-free state or surgery my best option? No, um, surgery isn't your best option, but uh, beta blockers, of which metoprolol is one of them, do have some side effects. One of them is some exercise intolerance because it keeps your heart rate artificially low. And if you're trying to exercise or just trying to go about your daily daily life, your heart has to get faster to compensate for your activity. And the, the metropolol keeps it artificially low. And so you get winded. Um, if your cardiologist needs you to be on a beta blocker, I suggest you stay on it. But maybe there's try a different one, um, a different dose if you can. But ask your cardiologist that. Um, it is better to be on a beta blocker and to deal with the side effects. But this is a real thing that the texters experience. So I would talk to your cardiologist about that. Um, Here's one that says, let's see, is, the text says, is or does fluid in or around the lungs indicate cancer? And the answer to that is no, not usually. Fluid in your lungs more likely is due to your heart, believe it or not. It's a cardinal symptom of heart failure, fluid in your lungs. But you can have an infection in your lungs which can have fluid in there. And uh, you can have other inflammatory conditions in your lungs. You can have fluid around your lungs and not in them. And yes, you can have cancer in your lungs, which can have some fluid, but it's not the hallmark symptom. Fluid is not the hallmark symptom of lung cancer. So it could be any one of those things. The bottom line is for this texture, if you have fluid in or around your lungs, that you need to have x-rays, you need to see a pulmonologist and or a cardiologist. Those are not things you should just uh, wait and see. All right, I think we have time for one more caller. Nadine from River Falls is on CCO. Good morning. What's your question, please? Uh, good morning. At the end of last year, I had shortness of breath. I saw my regular doctor. I saw a cardiologist. All the tests that they took were okay, except the cardiologist found a blood clot <clears throat> in my right leg in my, and my lung. So I was put on Eliquis for six months, which I'm still on, and I still have shortness of breath. I do have an appointment to meet with a uh, lung doctor, do you have any suggestions? Yeah, those are all good things, Nadine. Um, uh, blood clots uh, will do exactly what you've said. You stay on your eloquence. You do need the blood thinners. I just can't say, is this your heart? Is this your lungs? Is it your blood clot? It is um, uh, 
does require a workup, and I think it might be just um, I just won't be able to say over the phone, Duke, or over the radio. Do continue your blood thinners. Blood clots in your lungs can lead to shortness of breath. If you get any acute worsening, in other words, it's worse, worse, worse today than it was yesterday, then go to an emergency department. Don't just wait for your um, visit. If it's just kind of a gradual, low-level thing, then you can wait for your next visit. But it's more likely to do to your um, either the blood clots or to your heart itself. And I guess I won't be able to tease that out here. But I do want to tell you, if you have an acute change, anything's changed, Pain in your chest, new shortness of breath in your lungs, new pain, um, anything that was different than yesterday, then you should go in sooner. Otherwise, you could probably wait for your appointment. All right, we're just about out of time, Doctor. But again, uh, next week, it's Ask the Pharmacist. So yeah. like you said, it's going to be like an open line show if you want to ask about medication. I know. These guys really know their stuff. These are PharmDs. They're called Doctors of pharmacist, Pharmacy. We have a, uh, just the best pharmacy department at Hennepin, and they're always so willing to help out. So get your medication questions ready for an Ask the Pharmacist show. Don't forget to check out the blog at MyHealthyMatters.org or follow me on Twitter at DrDavidHilden. And um, we'll, uh, uh, we can stay in touch that way and go to UnionMinneapolis.com for the Rosé All Day event. When which is, is that on, now? It's on June 3rd, okay. 11 to 2. Nuki Jones is going to be playing free drinks, a buffet, and help out a great cause for clothing at HCMC. June 3rd, and that's at UNIONMPLS.com. Excellent. See you next week. See you next week. Have Happy a great Mother's week, everybody. Day for everybody. Uh, thanks very much, Dr. David Hilden. Stay tuned next for more of your monies. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.